Welcome to Streaming Sheep, where we guide you through some of the highlights, the on-demand content applications on the internet. There's a lot out there, as you know. Brought to you by the Shepherd Express. I'm Tyler Nelson. Welcome back, by the way. It's been a while. I almost said a minute, but I can't. Not just because it's already a show on NPR, but I hate when people use minute to describe an amount of time other than 60 seconds. But, you know, that's just me. Uh, today I'm talking with David Lurson again about Nomadland, which recently won Oscars for Best Picture, Best Actress, and Best Director. Dave actually watched the Academy Awards this year, uh, which he doesn't always do because he's had some bad experiences with in the past, which he recently wrote about in one of his latest columns called I Hate Hollywood, uh, and he actually enjoyed himself uh, watching the Oscars, which is a surprise. Uh, anyway... Uh, here's Dave, We're talking about Nomadland, Francis McDormand. Great movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, you can stream it right now. Here's Dave. Of course, I've been watching Francis McDormand uh, on screen for many years. I can't really remember what the first Francis McDormand movie was that I saw, but certainly by the time of Fargo, I took note of her and have, have paid attention I also heard about the phenomenon that the movie investigates, the uh, RV subculture of uh, people who uh, no longer live in a fixed abode, and many of them because they can no longer afford to live that way. And they've taken out on the road, living in campers and uh, RVs, and sometimes forming uh, communities of some sort that... Uh, you know, live together in an encampment and help each other out and then split up again and hit the road. So I was very interested to see what uh, role Francis McDormand would have in this, playing a character doing this. And also the director, Chloe Zhao, is somebody that I've, I've uh, taken note of because she's rather unique, I think, among uh, American indie filmmakers of recent years. What's really unique about her is that she is, uh, you know, a rarity among American indie filmmakers. She's into what for some reason or other is called neorealism. And I don't know where the neo part of this uh, term came from, but <laughs> neorealism describes something that usually is said to have begun in Italy after World War II, where filmmakers deliberately tried to capture reality without overly dramatizing it, to try to find real-life situations of real people, usually disadvantaged people of one kind or another, and put the cameras to use and assemble something that would seem much more like real life. Like A really great example of that was the movie The Bicycle Thief from about 1948, which follows a, a father and his uh, son around uh, Rome, searching for their stolen bicycle, which is really important because it was the only way that the dad could get to work in the morning, and they were poor. They need to find the bicycle. Nomadland is a little bit like that in the sense that it involves a great many non-professional actors uh, filmed on location, capturing you know the the words of some of these people in a literal kind of way, but also imposing, I guess that's not too strong a word, a, a story of a particular character on this milieu. That makes a lot of sense, the the neo-realism. And like you said, a lot of non-traditional actors. Actually, I read something about this. Do you remember the scene when uh, Francis McDormand is describing to like the leader of the campground, this guy, uh, Bob Wells, 
Bob Wells, yes. Uh, yeah, he's a real he's a real life guy. Mm-hmm. He runs a YouTube channel called uh, Cheap RV Living. Mm-hmm. Um, she after she went through her spiel talking about uh, her husband dying, he he pulled her aside and said, "Hey, really, thank you a lot for sharing that story about your husband with me." He he had no idea that she was um, acting. She had to. She had to let him know that her husband is alive and he's Joel Cohen, the, the filmmaker. <laughs> well, I guess that's very good acting on the part of Frances McDormand's part. Yeah. Um, t- t- testifies to her, her ability. But yes, that, 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 that's a very instructive scene because, you know, reality and, and fiction come together in a particularly intimate way in these kinds of movies. And why I say this is un- kind of unique among American indie filmmakers most of her generational cohort are real keen on, on doing genre movies of one kind or other, crime movies, romantic comedies, horror, whatever it may be. And you would think that, you know, given the technology of nowadays, where it, it would be much easier now than in 1948 Italy to actually go out and capture something much closer to real life on camera, uh, most uh, indie filmmakers don't seem interested in doing that. There's a weird dichotomy with the the current van life people. Like Nomadland uh, explores the, the people that are kind of forced out of their homes. Uh, I would say that most of the people shown were, were pretty much forced out of their homes and then kind of chose to live that lifestyle. But there's a, there is a really despicable community of like YouTubers, millennial uh influencers the influencer community is is uh there's a lot of van life little privileged kids running out there buying like seventy thousand dollar sprinter vans and and uh wanting to leave this so-called little world behind and it it disgusts me (laughs) uh actually there's a lot of there's a lot of crap out there yeah well it kind of reminds me of uh a lot of people in the late 60s and early 70s who uh, left uh, their privileged environment behind, or so they said, and, and went to live in communes of one kind or other, out in the countryside often, and had utopian fantasies of living off the land and being self-sustaining. And, uh, you know, it didn't work <laughs> for, for most people. They ended up, you know, going back home, going, going finishing their college degrees, uh, uh, getting absorbed into the normal workplace. And so, yes, I, I, I think it's parallel to that. I think these people will eventually, you know, sell their their $70,000 RVs to at a, at a much lower price to some poor person, you know, uh, uh, after they put in 100,000 miles on it, and uh, the poor person will end up living in it. It reminds me of, uh, well, it doesn't remind me of On the Road, but when I read On the Road when I was in high school, that, that had a big impact on me, and I, I wanted to hop trains and travel the United States like that. And then when I, you know, was uh, in my 20s going to bars, I met a couple people that, you know, kind of lived as nomads and, and train hoppers. And I was, uh, I didn't want to be associated with <laughs> with that culture. Uh, just wild people, feral humans. Yeah, feral humans often. Here and there, you know, uh, an idealist. And I think that, 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 you know, on the road, even though it was published in the late 50s, it took place... 10 years earlier at a time when it was a daring thing to do and it broke with social norms. People in the story were, were genuinely trying to find themselves, which brings us back to, to Nomadland in a way, because I think that, that the, the character that Frances McDormand plays accidentally finds herself. 
mm-hmm. uh, in the course of this movie. She was forced into this situation that uh, most people would not really opt to do unless you're you know, uh, a wealthy kid uh, taking a two-year vacation or something, but most <laughs> people wouldn't, wouldn't choose to do this. Uh, she did not, but it, it seems to me that by the end of the movie, she realizes that some part of herself was never entirely fulfilled being in a fixed place in a more conventional relationship, even though it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad thing for her, but there was some wanderlust part of her, some part of her spirit that actually takes to the experience. What do you think about Oscar nominations? Does that mean anything to you when you're uh, looking for movies or when you're finding value in movies? Does that kind of, um, you know, like an exclamation point on a movie or does it not really matter? It's more of an asterisk. I mean, I, I guess because if something you know, if something is nominated for Best Picture and if, if a film receives nominations in some of the other major categories, I, I try to make note to go out and see this movie uh, even if I haven't seen it uh, right away when it was released. And so it has that influence on me. But but I, I always get back to uh, Citizen Kane, which is usually thought of as a, the greatest American movie, or certainly one of the greatest, lost to How Green Is My Valley in 1941 for Best Picture. And so who would most film historians, uh, which one would most film historians say today is the more important movie? So really what the Oscar nominations do is it, it takes the temperature of the Hollywood industry at a particular moment in time. I mean, what 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 are they valuing? Uh, what are they looking for? And I will give them credit for at least in the the categories having to do with with you know technical things that uh, cinematography or uh, you know sound editing or whatever it is that that the people who vote in those categories want to maintain professional standards. They don't, they don't want to see, you know, a really badly made movie win an Oscar. That just would not, uh, you know, fit their uh, you know agenda. But as far as these major categories like director, picture, uh, actor and actress, a whole lot of politics goes into that. You know, money is spent trying to... Uh, you know, uh, influence members of the academy one way or another. And there are all kinds of other political considerations to take into effect, not just studio politics, but in the last couple of years, bigger capital P politics, too. Hmm. So uh, I, I will, will find this year's Oscar awards uh, interesting. Uh, and and I, I hate watching <laughs> the Academy Awards. I mean, it's just, you know, I find myself, uh, I, I, want, I want to tune into the first 10 minutes, see what the tone of the evening is going to be. And then I, you know, I go get in and out maybe, or maybe I don't even come back to it. I just kind of like wake up the next morning and find out who won because the, the ceremony itself is so incredibly incorrigible that, uh, you know, it, it, it almost might, might, might turn me against watching movies if I thought this is really all there was to it. Do you think Nomadland, was it lacking anything? Was there anything that you didn't like? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't think of, of, of anything to criticize it for. Uh, it, it was for what it set out to do, um, pretty close to being a perfect film. And the only thing I, I can say is that uh, I hope that Chloe Zhao has not finally been seduced by Hollywood because she's working on a Marvel 
comic-based oh, no. film, Eternals, uh, with Angelina Jolie amongst the the, the cast. Uh, as far as I understand it, the Eternals are a band of uh, superheroes who are trying to protect the world from a good bunch of supervillains called the Deviants. I, I might want to take the Deviant side in this one. I don't know, but uh, we'll we'll see where this this uh, leads. Chloe's out. That wraps up this episode of Streaming Cheap. I'm Tyler Nelson. That was a uh, special guest again, David Lurson, the movie and music master with Shepherd Express. Uh, Nomadland. You can watch that currently on Hulu if you subscribe to that or you know anywhere you rent movies from. Redbox, I bet they got it. I think I saw one of those at Walgreens. They're still active, right? And I apologize. We recorded this before the Oscars were on. So I, don't, I hope you didn't get confused by a little bit of talking about just nominations. But um, it was a big winner. Uh, Nomadland won Best Director, Best Picture, and Best Actress. There's a lot to watch out there. Uh, we'll try to steer you in the right direction. For Streaming Sheep, I'm Tyler Nelson. 